What's up? What's up? Another week, another podcast. This is your favorite football podcast, the Football Academy. I'm your spoon tonight with Braden and Will. How's it going, boys? I'm excited. The Premier League's back. It's a new season. Uh, hope springs eternal for all teams. And it's going to get started with uh, my team, Arsenal. Uh, and so I get to be disappointed very early on the weekend and uh, get that out of the way. So I'm excited about that. How's it go, Will? <laughs> Braden, ready for sadness. Uh, the Liverpool flag is hung high outside the house. Uh, I'm sitting in my office underneath this Atlanta United flag, which is a little less dreadful right now. And I'm ready to talk about the Premier League. So good. The most important thing is I work. I don't work weekends now so I can watch and enjoy and be a degenerate with the rest of you guys. Like I should have been so sitting at work like a loser. That's a very fascinating way to describe work, Will. Um, having said that, tonight is August 11th, year of our Lord, 2021, and we are about to embark on another Premier League journey, another season of the Football Academy. So thank you all who've been with us this entire time. And for any new listeners, welcome to what is going to be the best season so far. Having said that, we are going to do things pretty much the same way the way we have done before, which is every weekend we are going to give you our picks, not just our picks randomly. We'll discuss each game and we will give you our betting thoughts and we will put our pot bucks down where our mouth is. And if people you are worried about how to understand betting, how to understand the money lines, how to understand over under worry, not Braden and I took care of that. There is a special betting 101 episode that was released earlier. Please go listen. It's a 20-minute quick episode. You get the rundown on how to look at a U.S. odds betting sheet. Having said that, we in on this podcast are going to bet on a three-way money line, which is the two teams and a draw, and give you our thoughts along the way of what we think is going to happen. Uh, not just for the game. Sometimes we might give you our thoughts on what's going on in life for everybody. Having said that, <laughs> as Braden already said, first game, Arsenal's kicking things off. Brentford against Arsenal. Friday night football. Friday night lights. Brentford plus 320. Arsenal at minus 120. Draw at plus 275. Much like Arsenal, Braden kick us off for this season's first bet of the year i don't know why i'm so hyped but i am very fucking hyped right now let's fucking go boys uh, yeah so this is a little bit of a tricky one for arsenal i think it's not your standard uh relegated or not relegated promoted side uh coming up uh into the premier league for the first match you've got brentford it's their first game in the premier league they've got the new stadium fans are gonna be back in the stadium i, I think it's gonna be a really strong atmosphere it's gonna be a great one to watch if you're not like just nervous about everything that's about to happen to you over the next 90 minutes like i will when the game starts uh but i think it's gonna be a fun one to watch um i i do think that arsenal should win this game i think arsenal are still a work in progress uh then they've got some work to do before the transfer deadline but uh, they are just a a better overall team i think and so if Arsenal can't win this one, they've got um, Chelsea and City after it, and uh, it's going to be a bad look to start a season if Arsenal can't get um, three points here. So uh, Arsenal really need to go in and win this game. I'm going with Arsenal. Um, 
I'll just start the season off positively and and hope things go well. Hashtag hope springs eternal. I love it. Uh, We talked uh, about Brentford and our uh, preview of the uh, promoted teams, which you should also go back and listen to because you get a lot of information about the promoted teams. You don't know anything about Uh, about how we think Brentford's doing it the right way and how uh, we think this season they could open a lot of eyes to uh, the power of Moneyball. That shit ain't going to happen on week one because I think this is an Arsenal team who's going to come out and use the the excited atmosphere uh, at Brentford Stadium to their advantage. Uh, Brentford's going to use their advantage too, but Arsenal's going to come up winners. It's going to be close. It's going to be tice, tight or tice, if that's how you say it. Uh, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere in there because it's their first time in the Premier League in a long time in their brand new stadium that I'm really excited to see. Uh, but Arsenal will prove themselves a little bit better than the Kings of Moneyball. Watch me say the Kings of Moneyball and they get chopped up later on. Uh, I'm going to take Arsenal on this and I'm going to enjoy the view of the pretty, pretty stadium by the train tracks. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with both of you. I'm going to take Arsenal as well. I saw Brentford up close in a preseason game against Man United as good as they looked and as much trouble as they caused. I think once the season starts, the dust settles down a bit and Joe... Just for you, I'm hoping Jaka's playing and Jaka scores the winner so that you have to be out there cheering on your former club captain at this point, but a club legend amongst the players who are still here. Stop. Okay. Moving on to the next game, Manchester United (laughs) taking on Leeds. We have the War of Roses to kick things off at Old Trafford. Minus 180 for Manchester United. Leeds at plus 450. The draw is at plus 340. Over-under is at three. I'm going to smash the over in this situation. Will, how are you feeling about this game? Um, I I blathered on a lot last season about how I think fucking Manchester and whatever the fuck motherfuckers is. I thought they were going to be good this season and possibly title contenders. Um, I don't see that changing too much um I, why am i saying these things out loud but i think lees is up for it but i don't think they're up for it enough so here's me being contrarian i'm gonna put a, this money on a draw uh i think leads show up excited i think manchester united show up excited uh i think it's a smashy just exciting game uh 3-3 and no one is the wiser and United will go on to have better days, and Leeds will go on to have better days, and I will go on to have better days too because I don't want the shit to happen. Uh, this is a tough one uh, for me to think about because that's uh, you've got a lot of United players I think who were at you know United had a lot of players who were in the finals of the Euros when you think of uh, Rashford, Sancho, uh, McGuire, um, Shaw. And I, I wonder how many of, the, of those guys are really at their like full match sharpness, uh, which you really do need to be against a Leeds team that I think is going to come out and do what Bielsa teams do. Uh, Bielsa's probably been chain smoking for the last like three weeks, just coming up with uh, what he wants to do for this match. Um, that that said, I, this is one that I think fans back in the stadium just like barely tips it uh, to Man United. Uh, so I'm gonna go with United in this match. I I do think I agree with Will. I think there may be uh, there may be the least of the favorites for the title, but I do think United should be considered among the favorites for the title this season. And I. 
you want to get the season off to a good start if you're in if you think you're among those title favorites so i'm gonna go with united it wouldn't surprise me to see any of the three outcomes here like i do think that you know leads could just come out um and really take it from the from the first whistle but i think united are just a little bit better well very well put sir um i I'm going to go bet on the draw this time around. I am very optimistic about Manchester United this season, but the season is not going to get decided the first weekend. In my opinion, I think you will see shades of some teams that you'll be surprised with halfway through the season and how good they looked opening day and everything you thought about them. And Leeds, I just think, are a team that did not have a whole lot of people missing uh, preseason. They came in, they have had teams, I know, um, Vandervoort or somebody came out saying some crazy things about uh, Leeds when they got smashed by Ajax. But again, you didn't have the likes of Calvin Phillips and everybody playing in that game. So I think Leeds are going to be good. And I think because of Man United missing certain players, it's not an excuse. I just think they are not as well prepared as Leeds are for the first game. Having said that, for both these teams, this is a this Derby day and like, forget what happened last season too. I mean, don't forget the first game because we smashed them six two. Um, regardless of what happened the last two times, I think there's the first time you're going to have fans. You're going to have the leads away section. Absolutely bonkers. You'll have the United Stratford end going absolutely crazy. So I expect a good atmosphere, but um, at minus 180, I just don't feel comfortable taking Man United because again, home form last year was not great season. Uh, Normally doesn't start well under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, I'm going to go with the draw. Having said that, let's move on to the next game. Burnley at plus 210, taking on Brighton at plus 155. Draw at plus 205, over-unders at two. Brighton, how's beige football going to do this season? I, I mean, it's probably still going to be beige because that's what beige does, is it just stays beige. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not to steal your thunder, Will. I'm sorry. Um, it's fine. It's fine. This is tough for me. Like I want to go full on advanced stats with this and talk about how Brighton were much better than they appeared last year based on expected goals, expected points, all that sort of thing. But uh, for me, Brighton are squarely in the I need to see it first. Like I, I'm ready to buy into it, but I need to see it first. Uh, so I'm not going with Brighton just yet. Um, I, I'm going to go with the draw. I think that Burnley will be plenty of happy to get a draw um, in this match. And I, I just, I don't think Brighton have done the the business needed to really get more clinical up front. Cause I think that's what we all kind of thought they needed to do to solidify this team. And, you know, granted with the Ben white money, uh, maybe they can go and do that towards the end of the window, but um, I, I don't see it for this game. Uh, I'm going with the draw. I can't fault you for picking the draw there. Uh, these are two teams who have not done too much in the transfer window as far as bringing people in. Uh, so since that's the case, Beige overwhelms. Uh, Burnley like to get their wins when no one's paying attention. And this is a match that I don't think people are going to be paying attention to. So to start off my season, right, I'm going to put my money on Beige. I think if Brighton show up the way that we have always talked about Brighton and how much we gush about Graham Porter's managerial style, if they show up and do what we've expected them to do for the past couple of seasons, this is the Brighton team we're waiting for. 
don't know if that's going to happen yet because they haven't spent the money that they have. So until then, Sean Dice, like I said, he does he he gathers his saving grace of like I'm in the Premier League again for another season during the parts of the season where things are still getting defined. So let's let Burnley get their shit out of the way and be here next year and just get their fucking win. So I'm going to pick Burnley and 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 probably have a very very sad cup of coffee during these during this match. <laughs> I've got a question for you, Will. Um, do, does beige overwhelm or does it just like passively aggressively say, excuse me, as it bumps you from behind and passes you as many beige people as I know in my life, it might be option number two. <laughs> that also makes me a little beige too. I don't think about it. It's fine. We're all a little beige. It does overwhelm. We're all a little beige on the inside. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I'm actually complete the three way for uh, the first three-way bet of the season and a goal for Brighton in this game. I think Burnley, much like last season, are going to struggle early on. Unless, I mean, Dwight McNeil and company might come and completely shit on me for this season. I know Turf Moore is going to be rocking, but Brighton, again, they are a team that creates a lot of chances. And after last season, I think this year, again, Lamptey's fit. You'll have, uh, I don't know what the situation is with Alexis McAllister, but he should be back. Um, Niam Wape, hopefully a better season in front of goal. Um, Danny Welbeck, maybe. So we shall see. But I'm going to go with Brighton just because I feel a bit more strongly about their overall team and overall club uh, moving forward than I do about Burnley. But then again, I didn't really watch any preseason games of either one of these two teams. So I apologize if uh, my prediction goes out the window. Having said that, I did watch a lot of this team today when they lifted the European Super Cup. That is always a friendly unless your team wins it. Chelsea at minus 360 are taking on Crystal Palace at plus 1100. Draw at plus 450. Over at two and a half. Will, Chelsea against Vieira, how are you feeling? First off, it's not a trophy until it is a trophy. And it's always mattered to me, so that's fine. Um, that's a damn lie. Uh, after everything I saw from Chelsea today, uh, look, I'm not even gonna front, man. It's Crystal Palace. Y'all know how I feel. Season three, got to keep the vibes going. So fuck Crystal Palace. Uh, I'm here for Chelsea. I feel like Chelsea is the stronger side. I just talk mad shit, but I'm actually kind of excited to see what Vieira does at Palace because I just want to stop being so shitty to them because I want them to be better. Uh. But this is a Chelsea team who are champions of Europe, double champions, super champions of Europe, uh, who's going to come out and their fans are going to be up for it. Vieira's going to get the best out of his boys eventually, I hope. Uh, this Chelsea team set up to make noise. It's going to be more interesting to see who performs for them than to see the overall outcome of the game because I think they're going to win. It's just going to... Let's see who shows up for that team. Also, respect to Tammy. Out to Rome. So the thing that intrigues me the most before I uh, go into the pick about this game is uh, the over-under in this match. I really like over two and a half in this one. And and not just because I think Chelsea are going to go out and just like blow the doors off of them. But I do think you're going to see a Palace team that are a little bit more expansive than you've seen in the past few years. Like I, I do think that Vieira is going to go in there and try to instill a style that is going to be a little more attractive. Um, he had a good track record with young players at NYCFC. Um, and I, I, I'm excited to see the Vieira project get started here and how that goes. 
I don't want to take Chelsea at minus 360. Uh, they did play extra time today in a, fr- a cup friendly, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and maybe there that's some tired legs and that sort of thing early on in the season. But I, I don't I don't really expect that to affect Chelsea uh, just because there's like everyone talks about City. Chelsea's not that far behind as far as depth goes. Um I'm going to go with Chelsea, although I, I think this it wouldn't surprise me if this is a match that we look at the score at halftime and it's like 1-1 or like two, even potentially like 1-0 Palace and we're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I it, I can see a surprise at halftime, even if Chelsea pull through at the end. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to go straight forward with Chelsea as well. I think it's... It's a big game that's going to come a bit too soon for the Vieira project. In my opinion, I am, much like Brayden, very interested to see what he does. But as things currently stand, I mean, Tuchel is supposedly the new best manager in the world. So, uh, you know, invincible quadruple winning season incoming for Chelsea. Here we go. Not anything less. And it's a failure. Imagine if they lose. (laughs) Scenes. Um. I'm all here for that drama. I'm so ready. <laughs> Having said that, let's move on to the next game. Everton taken on Southampton. Everton at minus 110. Southampton at plus 300. Draw at plus 260. Overners at two and a half. Braden, how are you feeling about this? Uh, Southampton are one of my favorites to go down uh, this season. I just, I don't think that they're very good. They've sold their best players, uh, I think, on that team. Um, and it's... I have a lot of concerns about that, and maybe they'll address some of those in the transfer market. They've held on to James Ward Prowse so far, so like fair play of them there. Um, and Everton, uh, you know, we're going to see what happens with Rafa Benitez there. Like I, I think they've struggled with an identity for the last couple seasons, and, and Benitez may at least give them that. But I, I don't, I don't really know where to go with this match. Like I. <laughs> I don't think that Everton is that much better than Southampton. When I see it, Southampton at plus 300 favorites, it's it's intriguing to me, but I also know it's a trap. I'm going to go with Everton at minus 110, but I this one makes me nervous a, a, a lot to pick Everton here. I tried not to commit myself to too many bits in the season. Like, dumbass bet of the week is a lot for me, but I'm going to commit myself to one right here. As long as Rafa is in charge of Everton, there's no way on God's green earth I can put money on them. However, this Southampton team is not the same Southampton team who I've just been lighting the fire under their asses to no avail for for the past two seasons. They're not the same team who I just have all these high hopes for. It ain't Alpine Klopp. It's like broke Klopp right now. So I'm going to take the draw, mostly because I think I want to see what the Everton project becomes. Uh, much like Braden said, they lack identity, and Rafa is very much going to instill that in them. I fucking hate, bruh, this is weird. I'm going to go with the draw before I get more like angry about it, because I just don't see Southampton bring them any anything super hard. But again, start of a new bit, never fucking been for everything. So, but before you go, Spoon, I, I think one thing that's interesting here is, like, Look at the odds for a nil-nil draw. 
in this because I think you could see it happen because like I don't like the Southampton attacking options and Benitez is always a careful pragmatic manager um, so I, I'd check those odds and I'd be interested in it S- small bets <laughs> I mean I, I, I think Everton is are going to very easily win this game like uh, uh, it, it might i might end up looking like an idiot come the review for this but i i think everton are far more the superior team and southampton i think are going to be pretty horrible this season in my opinion like i i, I think they, they don't look good losing ings is big for them like we kept talking last year like hey ings is injured ings is injured ings is injured like now all of a sudden they have to replace him completely and I don't know if Jay Adams can single-handedly do it. Um, Vestergaard might also be leaving for Leicester to go replace Fofana for the season. So I think overall it's not looking great for Southampton. They already had some financial worries. So um, this game um, might not signify a whole lot. But if Everton come in and smash, I think people might start again looking at Everton a different way and looking at Southampton a different way after this game. So I'm going to go with Everton. I'm not, I would suggest taking the under in this, but again, think if Vestergaard's not playing for uh, Southampton and with Ings out, I genuinely don't know what the Southampton team is going to look like. And who knows, maybe the first game of the season, they'll get smashed 9 0 this time around. Having said that, that's five games. That means we are at the halfway point. That is it for uh, from us for the first segment of this podcast. We will be back with the next remaining five games as well as a special section that we are starting from this episode on. What is up, guys? Back with the second segment of this podcast, and we're going to kick things off with a game between two teams that over the last couple of seasons, people had kind of similar expectations from them, and both of these teams were supposed to be vying for Europe and so on and so forth, but one of the teams has taken a step. They won the FA Cup last year. They won the community shield for what it's worth and are going to be playing in Europe. Whereas Wolves with the injury, with the managerial change look like a very, very different team. So Leicester at home at minus 145, taking on Wolverhampton Wanderers at plus 400. Draw is at plus 275. Over-unders at two and a half. Braden, how are you feeling about these two teams? I think this match is going to be closer than this line indicates uh, with Wolves at plus 400. I expect Wolves to be a better team uh, than they were last year. And and that's not a slight at anyone who um, is not there now or who is still there or who might come in. Like it, It's just I, I think that Wolves kind of reached something last season. And especially when you had Jimenez's injury, I, I think they just kind of like fell apart and couldn't really recover from that. So I, I expect Wolves to bounce back a little bit from that. But uh, look, I, I expect Leicester to be one of the teams that I, it wouldn't surprise me to see them, you know, fade and not get there um, at the end. But I expect them to be in and around the title chasers this year. So. I'm going to go with Leicester in this match. Uh, again, it's first match back. Uh, fans in the stadium. I, I do think that Leicester are the more prepared and ready-to-go team. Um, they've got to sort out like what to do with Fafana out, but I think that... I think they'll they'll be fine for this match. I, I don't think that that really is going to be that much of a hindrance for this game. Uh. I'm really not going to add too much because I feel like Braden kind of pointed out most of the stuff that I would have said. So I feel like I want to go with Leicester in this match too. Uh, this is a Wolves team who I expect to have a 
I'm not going to say a bounce back. Yeah, I'll say a bounce back year and do a little better, but I expect this lesser team to, I can't really say open eyes because this is a lesser team who has been opening eyes for a hot minute and this lesser team who will continue to play well. Uh, I don't want to, I want to pick the team who's going to win me money. I want to do the thing that's going to win me money, but I really, really feel like we're going to see a lot of good, good stuff from this lesser team this season. Uh, good, good lucha things if that wrestling joke tracks anybody. Uh, but I'm going to skip these stupid wrestling jokes and just go straight to Lester. Uh, also, I'm, Brendan Rogers tends to know what he's doing first matches of the season. So, yeah, Lester. Yeah, I'm going to bring it home. Bring it in. Bring it home with Leicester as well. I think they are, they should be considered like the the dark horses for the title. I think they have in previous years missed the depth. And this year with Samari coming in, with Pass and Daka coming in, like I think they're going to be out there. Fofana is going to hurt and um, I hope he gets well soon. But as things currently stand, Vestergaard's coming in there. So I expect a very good game from Leicester and should pretty convincingly uh, beat a Wolves team at home that I'm assuming are still going to be trying to figure out their best 11, what their future holds, and so on and so forth. So excited to see what the Wolves team does. But Leicester, I think, by far are going to be the better team in this game. Having said that, the one of the favorite sons of this podcast is back in the Premier League. Ismail Sar is back. Watford are back. And they are at plus 225, taking on Aston Villa at plus 130. That's 30 less than the millions that cost them or how much they made for Jack Grealish at that point. The draw is at plus 225. Over is at 2.5. Well, Aston Villa did sell Jack Grealish to Manchester City, and we can talk about that. But they also bought Danny Ings. And you already knew what was going to happen. I ain't got to say less about fucking Watford. They're going back down anyway. Sorry, Elton John. I'm picking Aston Villa based solely on Danny Ings because I'm going to be a homer. Also, I don't expect anything from Watford this season. I'm going to be a not a jerk, but like this Watford team, unless they show me something early, I think they're going to waffle and be kind of in that relegation battle for a lot of this season. But it's a Danny Ings show, bitches. Woo! <laughs> my man making his pick on the backup striker <laughs> all right <laughs> that's right that's right there's better players on the team i'm just staying with it um all right so for me this is pretty simple villa is a plus favorite they're a better team um i it seems crazy to me that villa is only plus 130 so i'm gonna go with villa i think that i don't know what to think about watford just in general like i've not been impressed by um, what I saw with them in preseason, I have not been impressed with their window overall. Um, I think they've got some things to figure out. And I think you've got a Villa team that has done the smart business. And um, I think they're ready to go for a new season. It's going to look a little different. It may take them a little bit to figure out how they're going to play without Grealish. But I don't think they have a problem with Watford. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how um, Aston Villa really does over the season because i think there are a lot of new faces even though they went out and got the business done early i am very excited to see buendia in this team especially with walk-ins and company um i i hope they don't sacrifice buendia's like number 10 central creative role play in order to fit in both ings and um, walk-ins together 
However, I, I, I just don't, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't see I, Watford at home is a fixture that, you know, it, it's a tough fixture for a lot of people. Um, having said that, I am going to pick Villa in this game. I think the, Villa need to make a statement. I think Dean Smith need to make, needs to make sure his team makes a statement out there because if they lose and, you know, they also did uh, let go of John Terry from the coaching staff. So I think there are a wholesale changes uh, to this Aston Villa team. And overall, I, I this is going to sound really weird, but like I don't think they are that much worse off than where they were last year, even with Grealish. So I expect them to come in and perform and win the game. And as plus favorites, it's favorite part of the show for all of us. I'm going to take them as well. Moving on to the next game, Norwich taken on. Thankfully, don't have to say those words before I pronounce this team again. Liverpool at minus 305. Norwich at plus 750. Draw at plus 450. Over-unders at three. Braden, I'm going to come to you first before Will Homer's out again. How are you feeling about this? Uh, it's real tough because I don't see the value for Liverpool at minus 305. Uh, they're the better team. They're going to win this game. Um, but uh, it's kind of one of those, yeah, you can bet $100 on it, but like you're going to win 30 for it. So kind of what's the point? Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with a draw in this game. Uh, the one case I'm going to make here for Norwich is... Uh, you've got a Liverpool team that I think are still uh, going to be figuring out guys coming back from injury, right? So uh, with the injuries that Van Dyke and Gomez had, you don't just all of a sudden, like it, you don't just go to one season later and you're back at 100%. It takes a while to get back to your um, top condition. And then Liverpool, I guess Liverpool weren't affected as much as some teams were by uh, Euros and, and and other international cups. So maybe that's not going to be that much of a thing either. Um, yeah, Liverpool's going to win this game, but I just don't see the value in it. So I'm going to take a draw here. I mean, I am going to homer out because duh, uh, to speak to anything just related to the game before I go on my little tangent. Um, I do expect to see lots and lots of bits and pieces of Joel Matip, uh, kind of deputizing for right now. Uh, he's going to be playing a lot in that back line, kind of in place of Van Dyke or Gomez as they get in, uh, just because he's the, the healthiest out of the three of them. And he was also injured last season. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to hold her out real quick because um, the last, like, every time I think of Norwich, I think Jurgen Klopp's glasses getting broken. So hopefully this time he don't need his glasses broken because he ain't even wearing them right now because he got LASIK and it's weird. Anyway, Liverpool's going to win this match. I'm okay to take that hit because I am a fucking homer. It's 3-1. Better days will be seen by Norwich because I feel like they'll fight to the end of the season to get to try to stay out of the relegation zone and still be relegated. We'll feel bad for them because they'll play better football later on. This is not a repeat of fucking Watford because the first game of the season, fuck it, up the fucking Reds, put my money on Liverpool because what the fuck did you expect? Well... Uh, I'm going to go with you on that, Will. I know there isn't a whole lot of value, but two things. One, I will take literally any other result other than Liverpool winning in this game because that would just be <laughs> hilarious to start the season. And secondly, I think 
Um, Norwich, like losing Buendia is going to really sting them at the end of the day. Um, I know they got Billy Gilmore coming in, but like he's a very good young player, but like he's not Buendia. He's a very different kind of a midfielder. And we shall see how that plays out. I'm high on Max Aarons as well. I'm happy to see Pookie Party back in the Premier League as well. But I just don't see them um, get a result overall. But I am hope. I don't I am hope. I wish I was hope. Uh, I hope <laughs> uh, I am wrong as far as that prediction goes. Moving on to the next one, Newcastle United taking on West Ham United. Newcastle plus 225, West Ham at plus 120, draw at plus 250, over-unders at two and a half. For once, I'm going to just go ahead and pick West Ham in this game. I know Jesse Lingard's not there anymore, so J Ling's FC is going to be back in Manchester for now. Having said that, um, West Ham, Saad Benarama, remember the name. He's going to have a big fucking season, and he's going to start it in this game. So, Fantasy Premier League people, make sure to keep him on your team. All right. Braden, how are you feeling? Or you could go with the reigning Premier League player of the month in Joe Willick, uh, who's back at Newcastle. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's all I got. West Ham's a plus favorite. Like, they're a better team than Newcastle. Newcastle, I you know, I picked them for three straight years to get relegated. They've proven me wrong so far, but... Third time's a charm. Newcastle's going down. Uh, West Ham are the better team here. Um, I think New. I, I think West Ham are going to have some struggles as well this year overall, but not at this point in the season. That'll come with the Europe. So I'm going with West Ham. Well, yeah. before you go, before what? you go. So um, seventy five dollars. Look, first off, there will be no repeat of that. <laughs> if, any bets, if any bets being made this year, it's going to be strictly some sort of jokey prize, and I'll figure it out once I have a couple more of these Narwhalers. However, because West Ham is not playing Europe right now, they're the better team. I, Y'all know how I feel about Newcastle, and you know what I think the problem is. And if you don't know what I think the problem is, go back and listen to our previous episodes so you can figure out why I don't what I think is wrong with Newcastle. Uh, shameless plug for y'all to make us listen to us more. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna take Newcastle this time. Fuck that shit. Uh, I'm gonna take West Ham. They're the better club, and as long as they're not dealing with rotational things in Europe, I think they'll be fine. I think they're gonna have a rough season because of Europe, but no one's gonna have a rough time against Newcastle because Newcastle's probably gonna be relegation fodder. Miggy, you deserve so much better, my poor poor boy. And you're saying they're going to be relegation fodder like they weren't that last season. Um, <laughs> um, having said that, I mean, yeah, I, I bo- agree with y'all completely. West Ham should win this game. But again, if they don't, uh, I am going to make it a point not to overreact to results this week, at least. I'm going to give it some time before I change my predictions on from the season preview that we just did earlier this week. So having said that, Zipun, okay. you make you make a very good point about not overreacting to the first week results. I, I'm putting it on the record now. I think West Ham finished somewhere around like 13th, 14th. Uh, so when we talk about this on uh, Monday, Tuesday, it will not be an overreaction. <laughs> All right. I mean, you, you want to put 75 on that? No. <laughs> was like, why was I? 
Oh man, David David Moy is special coming in out there. Um, having said that, let's move on to the last game of the opening weekend. A game that I feel like is going to have a lot of drama surrounding it, building up everything just because of the transfer speculation that has gone on all summer with Harry Kane and Tottenham. I'm very interested to hear y'all's thoughts about this. So Spurs are at plus 425. Man City are at minus 160. The draw is at plus 310. Over-unders at two and a half. Going to come to you, Will, first, and then Braden. Thoughts on Harry Kane and what do you think is going to happen in this game? Uh, so I said two bits a season. This is the second bit. This is the dumbass bet of the week, and it's not based on any, like, it's based on feeling right here, and it's based on me wanting this to happen. I kind of just want Harry Kane to go off. like. All of the speculation, all of the nonsense, I I just want Harry Kane to go off specifically just for his own interest. Like, just so he can be like, yes, I'm that good. And the whole world can fucking laugh at my weird mouthy talk. I don't know. I want Harry Kane to go off. I don't want Tottenham to win, but I don't want City to win. So I'm literally rooting for a player like a fucking Kobe fan. I'm rooting for Harry Kane which means I guess I got a root for Spurs. Dumbass bet of the week. I hate myself for it, but also they will earn me more money than the other options. So fuck it. I'm going to take Spurs and wrap that money wave into my first win of the weekend. That's right. I'm betting on myself and I'm betting on Harry Kane. Come with me, Draco Malfoy. That's what I call him because he's got the blonde hair. So so this is interesting because I have almost the 100% exact opposite view of this. Uh, So for me, I'm not touching this game until lineups come out. And then uh, when lineups do come out, um, I'm looking for Harry Kane to line up. And if Harry Kane is in the lineup, I'm 100% taking City in this game. And, And I'll tell you why. Like... Uh, a few years ago, I you know, ever since COVID, I, I don't have a feeling of what time is anymore. Um, but a few years ago, um, Arsenal played Alex Oxlade Chamberlain before he uh, went to Liverpool, like the match before he went, and it was one of the worst performances uh, I've really seen from a like decent player in an Arsenal shirt. And <laughs> and it's just I. I can kind of see the same thing here with Kane. Like I, if he's really set on a move, which everything I've seen seems to indicate he was like, even going back to last season, it seemed like he was ready for something else. The first few group games of euros, I thought it looked like he was ready for something else. Like even in the England setup. Um, and so I, I would be wary of that. Um, for me, I'm going to take City in this game. Um, but I, I will say, if Harry Kane's not in the lineup, uh, Spurs at plus 425 is somewhat attractive to me because I do think there's still talent there. I think they can still potentially play with City, but I I think if Kane's not in the lineup, there could be a little bit of a rally around, you know, fuck this, we're still pretty decent. Like, we're going to go out and, and do something. So, I... I don't know. Like, this is tough to predict from going ahead of time. I'm going to go with City. And it's going to be an interesting one to watch. I don't particularly think it's going to be very interesting to watch. I think Man City are going to walk in, do what they've done, and get a good result as far as they're concerned. I think 
Man City overall are the much better side. Spurs have a lot of figuring out to do, and this is not a game where I think they figure stuff out. It would be stuff of legends if Harry Kane comes on second half and like comes back and wins the game. But I remember a certain North London striker where he was almost done with the team, and there it not and we put Man United put Arsenal to the sword, and like he ended up joining us. I think Man City are gonna try to do something like that to be like, hey. If you want to fucking win, you need to join us because you are not going to win anything staying in Tottenham. I think that is what the message from City is going to be. That is what they're going to try to show out there. And I mean, it's Grealish's debut. I still am very interested in seeing how he fits into the whole Pep Guardiola system. But I think overall, it's going to be a cracker of a season for Manchester City and the league's theirs to lose. They are the title favorites by far right now. And I expect them to come in and beat a Europa Conference League team the way they deserve to be beaten. <laughs> Having said that, that brings us to an end for this week's 10 game for the preview. Having said that, we do have a special segment that we are starting off from this season. We have our guest, Shari Modi, who is very enthusiastic about betting. And we said, why not? Let us give the three best bets a try again. He's going to give you the three best bets for the weekend. And whether you want to parlay them, whether you want to put individual bets, if betting is legal, go ahead and do so. If betting is illegal, Bovada Elvi is always out there for you. And if you need help, then 1-800-GAMBLING is your phone line. Having said that, here is Shaurya with his three best bets. All right, so here are the three best bets for the weekend. And the first one involves newly promoted Watford, who are going to be playing Aston Villa. And the bet is both teams to score. And it's just because I feel that newly promoted teams really want to give a good account of themselves in the first game week. And I feel Watford could get past Emmy Martinez at least on one occasion. And on the other hand, with Villa's signings over the summer, I I do fancy them to score as well. So both teams to score between Watford and Aston Villa. Uh, the second bet involves Everton and Southampton. And this is the banker for me for the weekend, which is an Everton win. Uh, it's not because Everton have strengthened much over the window or anything, but it's more down to the fact that Southampton have gotten quite weak with the players they've lost. And I could, I think they could be in a lot of trouble this season. So an Everton win in this fixture, a comfortable Everton win. And the third bet, third bet involves the big game of the weekend, which is Spurs versus Manchester City. And even though it's a big game, involves the big two of the big six, I just feel it's going to be a pretty cagey one. So the bet is under 2.5 goals in 90 minutes. There's going to be a tight game. Could be a draw, could be a 1-0 win for each side. But yeah, not too many goals for this. So yeah, here were my three best bets for the weekend. 